May I have a word with you? Welcome to May I Have a Word with You, a podcast that aims to help ordinary people read God's Word, the Bible, for the sake of life application and a godly transformation. In other words, for the sake of becoming more like Jesus. My name is John Brommel, and I'm your host. So let's get started with this edition of May I Have a Word with You? Hey, welcome to the first ever episode of May I Have a Word with You? This is episode one, a new project, a new, um, a new adventure for me in my life. Uh, I had been doing something on Facebook. It was a Facebook Live thing that I called Theology Thursday, and I did that for years. And I'm just because of where I am in my life right now, um, God has uh, kind of said, no, I want you to stop doing that. I want you to start doing this. And so I'm making a transition here, and it's kind of new ground for me. So we'll see how this goes. I'm going to try it out, and hopefully I'll get some listening um, from some people and uh, some feedback, which would be awesome. I, I just love that. So um, today I've got a kind of a interesting thought on my mind, but really because of where I am on this journey. And so I'm going to invite you into it with me. So first, let's pray. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, I'm grateful, Lord, again for this gift of technology. And I thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Uh, I know that you um, speak. Uh, You speak to us through your word. You speak to us uh, through your spirit uh, and your spirit's promptings in our life. You speak to us through other people. Lots of different ways, Lord, we can learn to recognize your voice and hear you speaking into our lives. Uh, And for all of them, I'm grateful. So today, as I start this new adventure, this new podcast, uh, I pray that you will use this uh, as uh, a way of connecting people, of of, uh, uh, inspiring people, challenging people uh, to take your word and apply it in their lives. Uh, So um, I just entrust it to you, Jesus, and I pray in your precious and powerful name. Amen. Oh, man. Well, thank you for joining me again, as I said. Um, So, you know, there is this uh, passage of um, the New Testament. It's very, very much at the end of the Bible. Uh, We're into the second to the last chapter of uh, the Bible, the whole Bible. And so I'm in Revelation chapter 21. And and the the writer of Revelation, John, the writer of Revelation, he offers this uh, vision. He writes from verse one, he writes, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared. And the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. Now I'm going to pause there because, you know, as soon as you write something down, uh, it really is for the sake of remembering it, right? So, um, 
God is giving this vision to John, and he wants him to write it down. And that's what we have captured then in this, um, sometimes called an apocalyptic. It's a particular kind of form of literature. And um, so in this vision, John is capturing um, this truth. And I would say this, you know, because the one sitting on the throne is Jesus, of course. And so these words of Jesus are really powerful and profound. He says, look, I am making everything new. Now, if I take that as a promise, if I take that with the uh, power that I know Jesus' words to have, then I got to look at everything in the world around me, everything in my life as, um, as susceptible isn't the right word. I mean, as fair game for Jesus to renew, right? So he, he's, he does this work in our lives. He renews us. He restores us. He redeems us. He, he, um, transforms us to be more and more like him. And so as, uh, as he does that work, things change and things, um, you know, we're, we're kind of moving along this, uh, on this journey, I guess I like to call it the journey of faith, walking with Jesus and, and trusting him, learning to trust him more that what he says is sure it's trustworthy. It's true. And so if he's making everything new in my life, um, then I can expect that there's going to be some change that comes into my life. Now that doesn't mean that we don't want to you know, remember what he's done in the past. And in, in fact, the remembering is really important. That's why I think he says, okay, write this all down. It's trustworthy. It's true. And so like, you, you need to capture that for uh, people to be able to read and, and look into and meditate upon and pick it apart and argue about it. I mean, this is kind of the, the task of theology, right? So when, when we talk theology, we're talking God words, uh, theologia, theogodologia, words or ideas or even opinions, that word can mean. Um, and so to, to talk about God and to talk about his word, that's what this podcast is about. But not just to talk about it, not just to, um, not just to get smarter about what's in the Bible, but to apply it in our lives. Um, that's my passion. That's my desire is to do that myself, but then to help others, take others along with me, so to speak, on that journey, uh, to, to let God have his way with us uh, through the gift and the power of his own word. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at this passage then in Rome, uh, Romans, Revelation, and uh, thinking, okay, what what is he making new? He's making everything new, and and even the things that he brings change to this side of heaven might be new now, but at some point in time, that's going to become the standard. And that's kind of where I'm at with this first episode of uh, of this podcast. See, I I had done this live stream on Facebook, Theology Thursday, for uh, years, uh, three almost three and a half years. I was doing that podcast. And now God's saying, um, but I'm doing a new thing. I want to make everything new. Um, and so the, th- those words, you know, as they came to my mind, caused me to say, okay, th- is this what God does? I mean, is this how God does it? So I, I want to take you on a um, a little bit of a look back through the scriptures and, and just consider uh, some of these ways that God calls us to remember, but then he calls us 
to forget. Do you ever need to remember to forget? That might seem like a weird question, but ponder that one for a second. Do you ever need to remember to forget? Now, uh, I'll give you an example here. Uh, So way back in the Torah, in the Old Testament, so I'm in the book of Deuteronomy, and I happen to be right now in chapter 26 of Deuteronomy. And um, what we have here is uh, kind of instructions about how you go about worshiping the Lord. And it has to do with bringing your offerings to the Lord. That, That was... Um, a part of it's always been a part of our, our worship. I think is to we what we receive from the Lord. What when we recognize the blessings that the Lord has placed in our lives, uh, we we bring that and then we take a portion of it and bring it back to the Lord. We set it before the Lord. We offer it to the Lord. Our tithes, our offerings, and we say, Lord, you're so generous. I, I want to be generous like you. And so we offer this back to the Lord. And so here's how this goes. When when they get into the uh, the new land that God was giving them, the special possession, um, and they conquer it and they settle it, uh, then it says in Deuteronomy chapter 26, put some of the first produce from each crop you harvest into a basket and bring it to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored. Go to the priest in charge at that time and say to him, with this gift, I acknowledge to the Lord your God that I've entered the land he swore to our ancestors he would give us. The priest will then take the basket from your hand and set it before the altar of the Lord your God. You must then say in the presence of the Lord your God. Now, this is fascinating. This is kind of like... um, like a liturgical prayer, if you will. This is a prayer that God has given to his people to use these words when you come to worship and you bring your offerings to the Lord. So you must say in the presence of the Lord your God, my ancestor Jacob was a wandering Aramean who went to live as a foreigner in Egypt. His family arrived, few in number, but in Egypt they became a large and mighty nation. When the Egyptians oppressed and humiliated us by making us their slaves, we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. He heard our cries and saw our hardship, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a strong hand and powerful arm, with overwhelming terror and with miraculous signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land flowing with milk and honey. And now, O Lord, I have brought you the first portion of the harvest you have given me from the ground. Then you place the produce before the Lord your God and bow to the ground and worship before him. Afterward, you may go and celebrate because of all the good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. Remember to include the Levites and the foreigners living among you in the celebration. So so there is this remembering going on, right? They're not just remembering the Levites and the foreigners. The Levites were, were... that was the tribe um, of the priests. So they didn't; they, they weren't given a land allotment in the promised land. Um, the Levites lived throughout the promised land. You know, the the Israel, I guess I could say, and um, and served as priests. So um, they needed to be cared for. They needed to be provided for. And God says, "Don't forget to do that. Remember to include the Levites and the foreigners living among you." In the celebration, so God has given His people these words um, that recognize the the words kind of give 
voice to the the historic reality of where the people have come from. A wandering Aramean was my father. Um, and But he came into this land of Egypt, and um, it's when they became mighty in numbers that they began to be oppressed and humiliated by the Egyptians, made slaves, and they cried out to the Lord, and the Lord rescued them. What did the Lord do? He brought them from bondage to the freedom of the promised land. He did that by bringing them through the, the Red Sea. Um, and, uh, of course, Pharaoh and the Egyptian army, they chased after them. And uh, so you might remember all of that story. But God is saying, I want you to remember that. I want you to um, keep this in mind. Now, an interesting thing is, after the Jewish people had been in the promised land now for a long, long, long time. Um, they wound up finding them, themselves as slaves in exile again. It, it was the the people of Babylon, the the nation of Babylon, that came and took over um, the their land and and hauled most of the Jews off into exile in Babylon. And um, while they were in Babylon, the prophet uh, Isaiah um, spoke to the people about what God was going to do. And um, and this is fascinating. In chapter, let's see, where, where am I? I'm in chapter, now I'm in chapter 43 of Isaiah. Um, and the prophet is talking about, um, you know, how God is going to save, rescue and save Israel. And so um, he he gets to this place where he is sort of recalling again, if you will, um, this story, you know, and uh, how God has sort of done this in the past. Uh, he says, um, uh, where am I? The, the Lord's promise, here it is, uh, at verse 14. This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned their lives, snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. So you can see in the words of the Lord coming through the prophet Isaiah, speaking into the the misery or the um, the mess of the lives of the people of um, of God living in Babylon at this point. He's saying, I'm, "I've done this before. I'm going to do it again. I I am trustworthy. I'm reliable. You can count on me. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what you need." And and so in verse, this is the fascinating part in verse 18 after he's like recalled this story so god through the prophet isaiah is causing them to remember what god had done in the past but then in verse 18 listen to this he says but forget all that but forget all that it is nothing compared to what i'm going to do for i am about to do something new see i've already begun do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. 
and and it goes on. These couple of verses, verse 18 and 19 of Isaiah chapter 43, uh, are really powerful here because what, what God is saying now is sometimes you have to remember to forget. <laughs> sometimes you have to remember to forget. You see, we can get so wrapped up in our remembering how things were or what God did in the past that we become almost stuck. You could say stuck and and not open to and, and willing to receive the new thing that God wants to do. Now, if I apply that in my own life and I say, you know, the Theology Thursday was a good thing. It was fun. I enjoyed it and people were blessed by it and you know what? God, keep that going. That's This is really good. I remember some of the good stuff that has come out of this and how people's lives were impacted and that kind of thing. And and God says, you know what? I want you to forget all that because it's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Now, I'm not saying then that this podcast is going to be some great thing, but I'm just saying, here's how it works. We need to be able to remember God's faithfulness and his work in our lives. That's important. That's why you know, Jesus would say, I want you to write this down, you know, because it's trustworthy and it's true. You need to be able to go back and reference this. When God is up to something in your life, you know, you should pay attention to that. And you should, it's good to have markers sometimes, you know, there's sometimes we call them Ebenezer's, you know, something to, to just call our mind a memorial in some kind of way to, to help us remember God's faithfulness and what he was up to and doing in our lives. But sometimes God is like, you know what? You get stuck in that. You you remember um, things to the detriment of me being able to do something new in your life. Sometimes you need to remember to forget. Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. Forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Now, um, the... Obviously, the the greatest expression of forgetting all that and God doing something new happens when Jesus comes on the scene, when he takes on flesh and, and lives among us. And Jesus had all these kind of wonderful ways of, of saying, you know what, I'm going to challenge the things that you're used to and the way things have been. You know, I, I'm not going to pour this new wine into old wineskins. You need new wineskins for this. So there's something new going on. And um, I, I'm just looking for how do I try and stay open and faithful to what God wants to do. Um, so on this first episode of this new podcast, may I have a word with you? The two words I want for you to hold on to and, and remember are remember and forget. Sometimes... God wants you to remember to forget. Sometimes he wants you not to forget to remember, but sometimes he wants you to remember to forget. It will help you. It will help you be open and ready to follow him. When he takes us to new places, you know, I think of the chosen and and when he was first taking his um, new followers into Samaria and they're like, and uh, that's that's not the right way to go. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, he just challenges them to like, okay, if we're going to have a debate about every time I want to do something new and different, you know, this is going to be, you know, a long, difficult journey for all of us. You, you have to trust me, follow me. And so that's that's what I'm doing here.
with this podcast. So um, thanks for being present here with me. I have no idea how long I've been talking, um, but for the first podcast, this is probably enough. So my challenge to you is remember to forget. Don't forget to remember, but remember to forget sometimes. Let him do a new thing in you, through you, for you. He says it. That's what he's about to do. I'm about to do something new. And he's already begun it. Go back to Revelation 21. Look, I am making everything new, Jesus says. So may it be so in your life and in mine. Let's pray. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you that you do new things. Thank you that you challenge us sometimes to forget about what we've done in the past so that we can be free to do what you want us to do in the present and into the future. Guide us by your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your love, uh, your forgiveness, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, um, that you're a part of my life and a part of um, the lives of so many of your faithful followers. It's in your name, Jesus, that we're grateful and we pray. Amen. Well, um, bless you. Thanks for listening. If you've listened to this first episode of May I Have a Word With You? Come back, subscribe. I'll let you know when I post another one. Blessings.